With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Shizno for Season 14, Episode 11, Dad Jokes. I am Dimples. This week on Red vs. Blue, Felix, Locus, and Cyrus defeat Ruben Lozano's forces and all three of them survive to fight another day, surprising all of us. Here getting Cyrus's take on the night's events are Rain Zero. Uh, all in all, I'd say it went pretty well. Felix got off on the wrong foot with Lozano, but in the end, I think they laid their differences to rest. Zalia. Uh, well, I, I did have to go for the classic. So Felix is obviously bitching. You know, he's going, oh, I'm injured, I'm injured. And then Cyrus goes, hi, injured, I'm dad. <laughs> Sam. It's right after they shot Lozano, and Cyrus goes up to the corpse and whispers, hi, dad, you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> There was a guy who got chopped up by a moving saw blade. Trust me, I saw the whole thing. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Uh. Death Prodigy. Cyrus is talking about the various people he was fighting off, but he doesn't really mention what happened to the last guy. So Felix asks, hey, Woo, why'd that guy stop fighting you? And Cyrus goes, oh, he just got exhausted. Because hey! I <laughs> impaled him with a tailpipe and Felix is like, just stop talking. And Nereal. They continue to the, the discussion and, you know, he's trying to decide whether to stay or go. And, you know, he kind of repeats himself. I never wanted this. I just wanted to build a deck and walk around the house and nothing but a robe and slippers. Let's move into thoughts on the episode. I want a 90s sitcom intro for Dinner with the Woos. The sun rose and we all breathed a sigh of relief. Except Neary. Who <laughs> breathed a sigh of relief and then breathed in again and went, no. It became a sigh of regret. If I may, it was very bright, and now I have to eat a durian because I made a dumb fucking bet with Tumblr. <laughs> we want video. I, there will be video. Um, I, I. But it's RVB, and so far every character introduced that has been in the main series has been brutally murdered. Yeah, honestly, like I don't. I feel like it wasn't that unreasonable to expect a guy named Osiris, the god of death, to end up being killed at some point. Like, all the signs were there, and I'm totally okay with him living. I want to get this on the record. Oh, I yeah, am yeah. glad I have to eat the durian fruit because it means that RVB wasn't what I expected it to be, and that's always fun. I like being wrong. Yeah, I, I was, I was we really happy. I was I, I I was sitting there as the sun rose and I was like they they're all alive what they're they're all oh my gosh they're all alive Megan gets it's, to have Mason come I home like and they all see friends 
We've kind of been <laughs> primed to expect like the yeah. death and destruction. Yeah, this and is like a- bittersweet at best, I think. <laughs> just this uh, once, all the mercs live. Can I just Spoiler say there is a haunting irony in the fact that where Felix got shot was the same part of the lake he stabbed Carolina in in season 12. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I totally noticed. Actually, I was impressed that Lozano's men who had a difficult time hitting somebody charging at them full tilt managed to hit that little twig that was Felix's calf, <laughs> but... <laughs> they were probably yeah. aiming for his head. <laughs> They're all graduates of the Stormtrooper Marksmanship Academy. One of the things that I thought was kind of interesting was um, when Felix threw the knife at the one guard and it hit him and it hit him with the uh, hilt and it kind of sheds new light on the uh, scene in the chorus trilogy when he goes, I am fucking awesome. Because in the chorus trilogy, when he does it, it's just like, oh, what a dick. But now that we've seen this, it's more like he's going, ah, I'm fucking awesome. I finally did it. (laughs) I finally killed somebody by throwing a knife in their face. I finally did it! I got my achievement! He's just been practicing. Like, I imagine him, like, with a picture of Gabriel Lozano in his room, just like, thunk. Pick it up. Thunk. Pick it up. Thunk. We did get the full names. Felix is Isaac Gates. Locus is Samuel Ortez. And, obviously, Cyrus is Mason Wu. But they hadn't actually said the full names of either Locus or Felix. We knew Locus's name was Sam, but we didn't know if Sam was short for Samuel or Samson or, you know, if it was just Sam, but... It did not get confirmed in canon. Yeah, so that's in the credits. I I will say, though, if Cyrus is alive and he breaks off from them because, you know, for whatever reason, the slow descent doesn't go for him. It doesn't work for him, and this is where he quits. He calls it quits. Uh, Say he's still alive, maybe he would be a better partner than Felix was for Locus. Mm -hmm. And maybe that would still cause, you know, the weird, like, Felix needing Locus because one of their partners left the one who brought them together. And he's not exactly afraid of Locus killing him, just Locus leaving. Because there's very few people Felix trusts, and I feel like even that... Felix is not very good at making actual friends. No. Watching the episodes and kind of comparing it to, to the Chorus trilogy, it's kind of interesting how it feels in some ways like their relationship is kind of flipped. Like, Locus is pretty caring towards Felix in this. In in a kind of grumpy, grudging, <laughs> why am I putting up with this idiot way, which y- you don't really get in the Chorus trilogy. It's very much oh, more, gosh. I have to keep him on track kind of way in Chorus. It's not, there's something, it feels like something happened between them and they're more together out of because there's no one yeah. else rather than because they actually yeah. want to be together. Looking back on the series, I was very much like on board with, oh, Felix, uh, Felix is going to turn evil. He's going to drag Locus along and Cyrus is going to die and everything is going to happen. But the way that the third episode took all of the things that episode one and episode two of this arc were setting up made it more like all of those things, all of those hints that we took as indications of a major slide, you know, the little crumbles of earth before the big mudslide was really just a couple little rocks falling. It was seeds being planted in the ground, but nothing sprung up in episode three. Now that I think about it a bit more, I'm really glad that there wasn't, that it didn't end in Cyrus dying because it's not 
immediately yeah. gonna become okay this is all death and destruction everyone is dead yeah Everything and it was is... kind of a relief yeah it was it's like a, it was a oh. pleasant surprise to see like, that they can go yeah. off and have some more adventures if i may the style of the story and and i kind of started making comparisons very early on because of the style of the music yeah certain things about the character designs really started to remind me of this anime called cowboy bebop now the thing with cowboy bebop is at the end of every episode they broke even they never made any money they always uh-huh. ended up right back where they were <laughs> and stylistically i feel like this episode took all the best parts of cowboy bebop put it together with the mercs put it together with a fantastic art style and it's not just cowboy bebop the rvb episode it's bounty hunter mercs yeah. and so much of the influences that i see from other things i didn't even notice when i was watching it's only like yeah. the second third time i'm rewatching that i'm picking up on this like it was fantastic and i'm really glad that they got to do this trilogy when does cyrus part ways with locus and felix during this trilogy we saw felix slip a little bit away from the good side of morality he said i want my money no matter what let's kidnap this kid i think they're just gonna go deeper and deeper and because of this locus is gonna follow felix as they were friends before them at cyrus and cyrus is gonna realize felix and locus are the very evil they became bounty hunters to bring in mm. and either he's going to leave them because he wants no part of it or he's going to die trying to bring them in when he finds that they have yeah. a bounty now i think it's worth noting that all of these dangerous things that felix seems to well i'll say this particular dangerous thing that felix was interested in doing namely threatening Ruben Lozano's family, it's interesting that neither he nor Locus has anything to lose in that regard, but Cyrus definitely has something to lose, and it's something that he cares a lot about. Um, and so I feel like the more often Felix convinces them to do things like this, the more often Cyrus is going to find his values in conflict with it, not just in a, I am a good person who does good things sort of way, but in a holy crap, my family is being threatened again kind of way. And his family is going to continue to serve as a motivator for him to get out of that lifestyle. Yeah. And just go back to being as good of a person as he is capable of being. Some of us, you know, do kind of expect that Cyrus dies at some point in the future. I know there are also some of us who think that he just leaves or that Locus and Felix just part ways with him. So how do you think that that might happen? Something darker than kidnapping, apparently. Like, I don't think this would be enough to turn him off to it entirely. He didn't express anything of the sort afterwards. Like once they got through it, he was okay. But I think at some point Felix would suggest something darker and he would just go, nope. Nope, 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 nope. I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> you two Take have it. fun with your mission. I I quit today. Perhaps it was genocide of an entire planet. Fuck this I shit wondered that if, if he just, no if he thanks. kind of left because I don't know. Locus and Felix come. They've got this huge job lined up with this oh, guy yeah, with this, and then this creepy and, guy who only speaks to them through a, a voice modifier uh, and calls himself Control. Begin lightning round. What else makes Locus very unhappy? So one time beef flavored cup noodles were on sale (laughs) and he bought a pallet of them and he ate them while making that angry cat face the whole time. (laughs) He says they taste like failure. 
this is the chicken. <laughs> because the chicken cup noodles don't taste like chicken, but at least they taste okay. <laughs> the beef flavored cup noodles are a new kind of horrible. They taste like sadness and despair. <laughs> they taste like despair. Yes. <laughs> they didn't use code names. <laughs> 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 He's very, very unhappy about misleading statistics on TV adverts. That, that kind of <laughs> nine out of ten people said that when their they hair felt shinier when they use this. And it's who like, are they asking? Yeah, he, he just complains about the fact that when they say who that, it's the like they only dentists? ask ten people. <laughs> that sample I will size find, is far too I will small. find these five dentists and ask them personally. <laughs> well, advertisers are bad people who get paid to do bad things. <laughs> what makes Lurkus very unhappy? Having to drive a car that is too small for him. <gasps> <laughs> Be like Mr. Incredible. Yes, because they have probably had to have a getaway where they have to get into like a Ford KA or something and they have to just like cram into it. And it's like that um, Monsters Inc. thing um, where Sully is like cramped into Mike's new car and he's adjusting the seat constantly. Oh god, because one of those tiny little smart cars. He's, he's trying to get enough legroom and he has the seat pushed all the way back and his yeah. knees are still up near his chin. Yeah. There, are some, there are some cars out there that he would physically not be able to get in because like the dashboard would be too far away. Continuing on this Monsters Inc. inspired <laughs> chat, he absolutely hates it makes him so unhappy, Felix's wake-up alarm. Because there's this, there's this cute anime, you guys probably never heard of it, but there's this like young girl with orange hair and a giant hammer, and every morning it's wake up, sleepyhead, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. <laughs> Oh Rain, do you have an answer for what makes Locust very unhappy? Uh, I basically just had another cup of noodles. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have something that relates to my last one, is that Locust okay, yeah. is always awake before Felix, so when the alarm goes off, Locust has been awake for like an hour, it's just irritating. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, Felix always expects him to have made breakfast. He never oh. does. <laughs> his breakfast is more cup noodles. Yeah, breakfast is more cup noodles. Felix comes down, he's like, so did you make pancakes today? And Lucas is like, no. What do you think their next job will be? Well, I think they're all going to work at this nice coffee shop and they're going to have little aprons <laughs> and like... <laughs> We're gonna make coffee together and, you know, toil together and sweat together and... <laughs> hey, the, those bakery ovens get really, really hot and steamy. Yeah, let's say that the espresso beans aren't the only things grinding. That's that's right. I also have to grind this chocolate to put on the top of this. Okay. Yes, 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 absolutely. <laughs> we have to, and we have to grind these cinnamon sticks. Yes, yes. absolutely. <laughs> oh, so you're familiar with the work. Maybe you can take yeah. Felix's place. <laughs> what have he we created? He doesn't stick to the mission. 
<laughs> That's what the coffee shop is called. The mission. Uh, I think that they're going to have to have a little chat with their arms dealer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Hey, buddy. Uh, you know, you know the funny thing about us cell phones is um, you have to answer them. <laughs> I know, it's soon, crazy, soon, right? Soon their, yeah, soon their arms dealer may find himself a little short on arms. <laughs> Voicemail my ass. I'd like to um, request a refund. <laughs> See, the service on my last experience with your business was not optimal. So I'd yeah, like to return I, I, some of these bullets. Yeah, and I, I left a bad Yelp review, but it didn't really do it for me, so... <laughs> And I only left you one star on Google Reviews. Yeah. <laughs> I just love, I love there's, there's Yelp and Google Reviews for arms dealers on this planet. He's probably just like thinking of a good comeback and when he can't think of one, he's just like, shoot him. Just like, Lucas, don't you hate it when, when you've got the perfect comeback and you can't think of it? I think we should clean up this blood. Well, I just thought of the perfect thing to say. But I've already also, shot him we now. Need to, also, we need to dispose of this body. Are you even listening to me, Locus? <laughs> You're not being pragmatic. Yes, but I'm being creative. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I was thinking personally, they, they do pretty well as professional mascots. In, in big furry suits. Possibly like a giant string bean costume for Felix for, for a vegan restaurant. If yeah. I Aww. if I may, or, or, or if they if they were gonna be mascots for a sports team, the fight song could be Felix the douche. <laughs> I was just thinking like the perfect suit for Felix wouldn't be any kind of animal. It would just be a giant knife. <laughs> I think that their next job has to be getting Felix to someone with enough medical experience to patch up his leg before it gets infected. <laughs> Probably. That would make he's sense. still shot. And, no, and he just gets drove, another prosthetic. They drove, off, they drove off in that limo and he was still shot. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? They're no probably doubt. driving him to a hospital. They don't disinfect the bullets before they put them in you. Snaffed. They just give what? him a prosthetic leg, so he can now stick his leggy out real far. <laughs> well, it's probably, it's realistically, it's probably going to be cleaning up that limo, but I really just want them to... While wearing when swimwear? When they're driving off, I really just want them to be hunting down like a, a renegade ice cream van that refuses to give <laughs> children ice cream. <laughs> Let's because, go find a food truck. Yeah. What sort of food truck? Yes. Getting Cyrus's kid to school on time. <laughs> They're gonna take him in a limo! <laughs> a stolen limo with Ruben Lozano's plates registered on it. And it's covered in blood. What other traps did the bounty hunters set around the area that we didn't get to see in this fight? Wacky wavy inflatable knife flailing tube man. Wacky wavy inflatable knife flailing tube man. Wacky wavy inflatable knife flailing tube man. Hi, I'm Isaac. <laughs> Oh my god. Knife flailing tube man. <laughs> he's fixed his armies out in the car. Is that? Is that, 
You know the ones in front of like those those car the car dealerships. Yeah, like oh, those. Yeah. yeah. Wacky, wavy, inflatable arm flailing tube men. Felix, painstaking. This is the only trap Felix did. He spent the whole night working on it. It's a Rube Goldberg device. Uh oh. It just drops a bunch of extra stones on top of whose people who are following him. It's this giant mechanism. For those who know, Rube Goldberg device is like those super overly complicated me mechanisms you've seen, like Tom and Jerry. Like that, a you know, the bowling machine. ball trips and breaks yeah. a string. Yeah. And then, yes. So it's just all of this nonsense. And then it just drops rocks. <laughs> we'll just shoot someone. Felix isn't being pragmatic, but he's being creative. And, and, and every, the entire combat just stops to watch this go. <laughs> like, Cyrus has his oh, the, hands the, around the, the someone's throat, and they're both just staring at it. As Cyrus offhandedly <laughs> snaps the guy's neck. <laughs> and Locus and Cyrus look up at it, and they're like, what is this supposed to do? And Felix goes, rocks fall. Everyone dies. <laughs> Pretty much. That's it. That's it. That's the show. And and no one's entirely sure where where Felix got the hamster to go in the machine. <laughs> Look, I may not have reached the arms dealer, but I got a hamster guy. <laughs> yeah, the arms dealer didn't pull through, but hamster guy. You know, I can always count on him. <laughs> Thank you for our next job. We'll just use him. <laughs> Felix so, and his army of trained attack hamsters. Felix <laughs> is just like, Felix, what are you doing with Noodle? <laughs> oh no, he's going to make Locus unhappy. <laughs> <laughs> Painstakingly created uh, cardboard cutouts that look like people that they put on moving things behind the windows. That <laughs> <laughs> the, the fall backwards when you yes. shoot them. And then just flip back up. Yep. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Shooting gallery. <laughs> Felix is just standing outside. Step right up. Step right up. Welcome to your Felix's shooting gallery. One of them is a is a cardboard duck. When they're done, he takes them home and practices throwing knives at them. Yeah. <laughs> Do you mean throwing hilts at them? Ah. <laughs> Um, I think that they put a bucket of water over the doorway to that building they called from, <laughs> but no one even went in. Uh, so that'll be a fun surprise for some trespassers later on. Yay. <laughs> I hope they mounted it right. Otherwise, it'll just be a bucket falling oh, on their no. head <laughs> rather than spilling. <laughs> There's a hole in the bucket. <laughs> dear Locus, dear Locus. There's a hole in the bucket. Dear Locus, a hole. <laughs> A legit booby trap. Okay, you put up pictures of, and I apologize, you put up pictures of boobs everywhere, and around them you dig big trenches, and put spikes in the trenches, and then put little welcome mats around, like, over the top of the spikes, so... Metal Gear! Um, I was about to say, what is this Metal Gear bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> so they'll go God. towards the pictures and they just get hearts over their heads <laughs> so the arms dealer didn't come through but the boobs dealer did yes. <laughs> the boobs dealer wait until I get to the legs dealer <laughs> <laughs> I hate legs 
get through seven Victorias. No, jeez. No. So I noticed that Felix mentioned the 35, which is an actual uh, highway in Austin, and that in and of itself is the fucking trap. Because let me tell you, you go into the I-35 at about 6 p.m., you're not coming out of the I-35. Highways, am I right? <laughs> Fuck you, Austin. The pile of... <laughs> How did Malcolm Hargrove recruit the mercenaries? He won their contract off Cyrus in a poker game. <laughs> Um, obviously he, he went the old fashioned way. I think Malcolm Hargrove is quite a traditionalist in so many ways, so he, he put an advert out in the newspaper which still exists in the future for no apparent reason, you know, wanted um, <laughs> wanted uh, mercenaries with genocidal tendencies, lucrative contracts. Hey Marcus, why does this week's um, toilet paper seem You know, we, we can promise you, you know, uh, exotic locales, the opportunity to travel, <laughs> uh, dental plan. So, no, no mental health though, sorry. No, no coverage for that. Well, they did hire the counselor later on, so they must have unionized. They the space pirates <laughs> unionized. I'm, I'm just I'm just picturing Malcolm's hunched over computer on Craigslist. Need two mercenaries. And he's got the thick, you know, thick old man spectacles. I I'm I'm looking in the men for men section. <laughs> Because I am a man looking for other men to do my work. No wonder Felix found the ad. <laughs> Must be willing to work with 200 men at any given time. <laughs> well, Felix does like a challenge. They were his third pick in the 25-56 uh, draft season. <laughs> <laughs> and in a very in a very retro move as they as they went up to accept the draft pick they they did a lean and dab. Oh <laughs> my god. Because that's what everybody's everybody did for this draft season. <laughs> yes, it would be very retro. It would be 550 or 540 years retro. <laughs> what do they call that'd be, uh... like, that'd be like somebody now doing like a medieval chant of some sort. <laughs> I want to see that when somebody gets recruited. Oh my god. They just charged their way up there. <laughs> somebody gets recruited to the Washington yeah, just, Redskins they and they, they just like come some... up. Some Let's just say that Felix keeps a very aggressive presence on all the major mercenary forums and social media, and Locus is very good at search engine optimization, so all Hargrove had to do was Google mercenaries for hire. <laughs> Don't you mean guns for hire? No, because that is somebody else's intellectual property. <laughs> based on an intellectual uh, property, based, based on, on intellectual an intellectual property. property. <laughs> I really want Marks to get a tie-in with guns for hire. I want it so much. Yeah. No, what, what, what I want, what I really want, what I so really want. So tell me what want you want. What you really want. Really, really want. Full season and come back <laughs> as an official guns for hire. I want it. Uh, I want it. <laughs> <laughs> one day, Lorraine. one day, Cinecide will work at Rooster Teeth, and everyone will be happy. So I think 
that he kidnapped them and put them in a room and was like, he, he just sets a briefcase on the table and he just pushes it towards them and they're like, what the fuck is this shit? He just, she just shrugs and they open it and it's just an obscene amount of money, obscene, absolutely obscene amount. And he's like, so it's either that or you're going to die here. And they're like, yep, so we'll take the money. Yes, thank you. <laughs> awesome. It's like, it's like that briefcase in Pulp Fiction. They open it, just glows. <laughs> just a glow coming from it. <laughs> Hargrove got them in a room. And then, um, uh, did you guys watch the episode of um, Camp Camp where the platypus is introduced? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he basically just like, left them in a room with the platypus until they agreed to... Um... Do whatever he said. Yes. <laughs> I thought that you were going to say that he left them in a room and then he made it very, very cold. And then he brought out a pen and some paper and waited for the fan fiction to write itself. <laughs> no, no, no. The room wasn't empty. There was also a sleeping bag. <laughs> Have a good night. So, so what you're saying is Hargrove runs like a, a, a video service on the side. Um, Zalia, what did you think the staff of Karan referred to? Oh, damn, hey! you're right. How could I have been so wise? A penis joke. So then he says, how do you think I rang the doorbell? <laughs> uh. Lightning round complete. Did Ruben really care about his son? Nah. <laughs> okay. Now next question. <laughs> I think he cares about him more in the way that I, I think Gabriel is family in name only. Um, Ruben probably cares about him in a way that if more an image perspective. Yeah. If, if Gabriel can be tied up and, and dragged around by bounty hunters, then he doesn't really command any respect. Mm, and it yeah. could be something mm. like that. Yeah. Which isn't really true parental love. It's it's a bit more like... Gabriel's an asset. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. The, the whole thing with, you shouldn't have brought family into this, and then, uh, but you did first. Uh, I think that was just a, te- a cheap shot by a dying man mm. at um, the person er, who was one of the people who killed him. Um, and I think the fact that Cyrus was affected by it speaks more about Cyrus than yeah. about any genuineness See, uh, there I, I, was in Ruben Lozano's it, delivery. The fact that, 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 that he chose those to be his last words, though, like make me think that like like while there might have been something to what he said on the phone that like the primary function of it was more to throw off Felix mm. like and yeah he might have some of those feelings about his son but like I feel like I feel like there is some really warped care about him mm. I, I feel like it could be um not necessarily familiar, but but like kind of gangster family. Like you, you, yeah, exactly. you have to exactly. protect your own because it, it kind of it's a function of being in charge of this huge mafia family. Like you, you have, you, you know, it's like your yeah, territory. And, 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 like if, and if he's a, if he's an organized crime and his own family can get taken like that, like he needs to send the message. Regardless of how much of a screw up um, Gabriel is, he he was still. Uh, the heir to the crime family. Yeah. Um, or at least it seems he was. Sometimes you love your family members, but you don't necessarily like them. 
and I feel like that was very much the case here. You don't necessarily agree with their life choices or how you treat each other, and you can love them, but you don't like them. You know, they're mm. you acknowledge that they're you know mean or you know greedy or a lousy pissant in this case. You know, and mm. there's not much you can do to change your family. Like you want you want people to change, but they don't really. And I think, I think that Ruben was aware that regardless of them both being bad men, Gabriel was just incompetent and stupid and lazy. Mm -hmm. And I think Ruben was aware of this. I think Ruben might have wanted his son to change at some point, hoped that giving him his own nightclub would teach him responsibility the way you give, mm. you know, your son a, a pet. You know, and then they <laughs> here have a pet nightclub. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it didn't groom it. <laughs> I suppose it's possible that he wasn't really expecting um, these people to kill his kid. But then again, once it was revealed that his kid was dead, he didn't spend a whole lot of time being like, "Oh, my son! You killed my son!" It's instead, it was all just like. Let's go murder, murder, kill, and murder. Uh, and Children. he, I actually do believe that he already knew that Gabriel was dead. If he chipped him, the chip is probably tied to like his life signs. Oh, so yeah, I, I suspected <laughs> the moment he came through the gate, he had already known for quite some time that Gabriel was dead. Although certainly his men were. Because the sunglasses at night. <laughs> <laughs> They probably couldn't even Why? see that Gabriel was there. I don't there. get it. Why were they wearing sunglasses? It was dark. To hide Why? their scars that are X-shaped and don't get covered by sunglasses at all, Locus. <laughs> Maybe he only hires people who have, like, really, really photosensitive... He's an equal opportunities employer. <laughs> I I do think it was interesting. Like like Rain said, I do think it was interesting. Uh, those were the last words he said. Was that um, you know, he used his dying breath to remind Cyrus that his side was the side that first brought family into it. Mm -hmm. But it was sort of like in that way, one of those like. Are we really the good guys? Moments um, where I mean, you know, we sort of—I don't think Cyrus ever mentions having a kid, um, but we do hear Cyrus has a family, um, which I think is is a, a different—it's uh, a distinction from Cyrus has a wife, um, and maybe in that moment, Cyrus was thinking about his kid uh, and and what would have happened, how would he have reacted. If someone had taken his kid, would he have gone on a murderous quest to find them and and, and their compatriots and snuff them out? And even after the and even after he had rescued that kid, how would the kid react to him? Because that would probably change him for the worse. Yeah. Where did Cyrus learn to fight like that? In high school, Cyrus was being bullied. And one day he, was so short. he hid 
in this old man's back garden and then the old man turned out to be this like black belt and he was like okay i'm gonna teach you to do karate so he made him do all of his chores (laughs) and cyrus is like what the fuck is this bullshit and what is this what is this paint the car bullshit and the the old guy was like no keep keep doing it and then he showed him the truth and he and he taught him kung fu yeah with his feet with his feet. Okay, can we not do the entire summary <laughs> of Karate Kid? No, but he taught him Taekwondo then, because you're right, Kung Fu does not have enough feet. I actually did some research on this, because there is yes. a combat style that's dance-like, you know, capoeira? Mm, yeah. However, Cyrus is, I think he's Korean. Wu is it's Chinese. It's also Korean, I looked that one up too. Oh, okay. There is a Korean martial arts called Takeon that is all about kicks and grapples. It's all about a lot of low kicks, jumping, and acrobatics. So when Cyrus eventually quits being a merc, he sets up a studio. Yes. Becomes a ballerina. Nice. It actually started (laughs) as one of their um, their entertainment dances uh-huh. and then developed into a martial arts style. Cool. Like, I, I, I was watching and I was like, jeez. <laughs> so I'm happy that there's like, it's, it's not just like a aesthetic thing. Like there's actual like- Oh no, it's absolutely aesthetic. Well, yeah, but like it's also like fighting styles can be a thing that are like that. Yes. That, that, that was really what that was really what I was hoping to get out of this question. I was, I was just like, I have no idea. It looks really cool, but like, did he just play a lot of DDR as a kid? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I just want to point out that when he's running, you actually notice he's a little bit off balance because his right, I mean, uh-huh. his right leg isn't as strong as the robot leg. And one of the mm-hmm. things that I also noticed is he had to turn, so he pushed off with the leg that was in the yeah. opposite direction of the way he was turning. He pushed off the strong leg to get around. Like, yeah. there was a lot of Yeah, like, a lot of the more incredible sorts of moves he does seem to be possible because that robot leg is super strong. Like, when I was watching it, I was like, so did they just do all this with rigging? Like, I can't imagine somebody did mocap for this because it's ridiculous. And then Miles put in his uh, journal entry about the making of the Merc series. He said, so our mocap guys are, are, are like, so our stunt guys are also really good dancers. And I was like, holy crap, they mocapped it. Holy crap. Yeah, they, they said they were break, they were surprisingly good break dancers. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, I imagine if uh, if um, Mason Mason and Megan do like um, weekly uh, salsa dance classes together, um, that that must certainly be a, a sight to she see. She takes him to you, Zumba <laughs> twice a week. <laughs> Everyone dreads the, the moment when he treads on someone's feet. Oh. oh. <laughs> I, I do think it's interesting if um, Cyrus had this sort of kicky style before he got his leg uh, injured. I, I can imagine that that was probably how his leg got cut off uh, or injured so much that he had to get it amputated. I expect if you're doing a lot of kicky things and maybe you kick at something you're not expecting uh, to be so damaging. But, well, he was also the demo guy because he had the switch for all the dynamite. Oh, right. If you he notice. The, the dynamite. The dynamite they had for who knows they what They were in reason. a construction site. It's excavation. <laughs> yeah, they were in a construction site. There was But they were. But they, they retreated to the construction site to do the ransom. They weren't going to go there originally. They probably searched the area for supplies, but that's not the point. The point is 
If you look at his left eyebrow and his left ear, they both have notches in it. So whatever hurt yeah. his leg didn't slice it. It exploded and hit other parts of his body. So he's probably got scarring on the left side. There was stuff going through his ear. I'm saying that he's a demo guy. You're saying he's Junkrat. Yeah, basically. He's a, he has a prosthetic <laughs> leg for the same reason Junkrat yeah, has Yeah, he blew up his leg. leg or something, you he know? He blew like... it off with firecrackers when he was eight. <laughs> no. Jeez. I'm just, I'm, like, that's basically what I'm saying is he might have done it for good reasons. It might have been, like, a, a, an actual strategic move, like, to save my team. I'm going to have to blow this up. I don't know if I'll get out in time. And miraculously, he mm. did, but he doesn't come out, you know, with his leg. Or something oh, like that. And then, and then, like, and then he took the code name Cyrus because he came back from the dead, but he didn't come back whole. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I, I, I do like though that um, it seems like his prosthetic leg is really an asset in his fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like he, he, he limps around a little bit, like otherwise, and he, you know, the, the leg makes clanking noises of all sorts that aren't very stealthy. But like when it comes to springing off of a run and doing a 360 flip while firing a shotgun like he, he's got that unlock <laughs> it's a common thing in rvb and this is just one of those weird things that they do that whenever you have some sort of modifier on you you make an extreme effort to invest that into your combat style like we mm-hmm. like freelancer armor equipment is the obvious one and the yeah. same thing with Felix getting the light shield on Locus's cloaking. They didn't have that pre-chorus, yeah. but they yeah. incorporated that directly into their combat style. I suppose if Cyrus didn't make such a such an effort to invest making his prosthetic leg part of his combat style, it could very quickly become uh, a weakness. In that, if he if he doesn't like if he's not completely one hundred percent aware of all of its capabilities and all of its weaknesses, it'll end up. Uh, being a hindrance to him rather than a help. Yeah, and it's the same thing you could see with Sharkface. Like, he's not, he never fought with those prosthetics. He was just in recovery and then in prison. But as soon Mm -hmm. as he's out and he starts fighting, you see how he fights. He just takes the blows because he can tank if he can. Like, oh, I'll I'll just relocate my dislocated shoulder now. He completely demands all defensive fighting. Like, when we saw him fight in season nine, he was very focused on defensive. He always had a way to block the shot. It took a lot of confusion and coordination on Carolina's part to trick him into not being able to defend himself from that gravity hammer. I I would also like to note that maybe it's less in character. You know, we, we like to think that it's in character, but it's also, you know, I remember very clearly the behind the scenes for the fight on the moving platforms at the end of season 13, where Miles had a list of things to use. He's like, I'm gonna <laughs> use this, 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 mm-hmm. this, this, and this. We have to knock all of these out. And he made, like, a specific effort to make sure everything was used. Like, the people who make Red vs. Blue are like that. They will use everything (laughs) in their armory, and they want it to look cool. So they will focus Mm -hmm. on that thing and incorporate it into a character's fighting style, into a character's this, into a character... Like, they find a way, and I think that's really neat. And I think that might be the OOC reason for the in-character stuff. Actually, speaking of earlier seasons of RVB and Carolina, how jealous do you think Carolina would be of those flippy kicks? Super jealous. (laughs) Seriously? 
Like, like so, so jealous, jealous. so jealous. Her eyes would just turn bright green. Oh wait, but she <laughs> just turned to Doctor Gray and be like, "I want one. <laughs> I want. Give me." Doctor Gray would be like, Dr. "Okay," Gray would, and then yeah, Doctor yeah. Gray would love that. And then everybody else would be like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 no." <laughs> That's a lot of woes. <laughs> because it's a lot of people. <laughs> All of them say whoa at slightly different times. <laughs> They'll say whoa in Canada. Whoa, whoa, I was going to say whoa, no whoa. to Carolina. <laughs> Only Wash would. And Wash would mm. probably not care that much. Yeah, Gray would just say whoa. <laughs> Thanks go out to Rain Zero, Zalia, Sam, Blue, Daft Prodigy, and Nereal. Produced by Rain Zero, Patrick, Sam, Daft Prodigy and Nereal. Visit the Shizno on Tumblr at shizno.tumblr.com. S H I Z N O.tumblr.com. The Shizno. Cyrus has a robot leg and everyone thinks he's awesome. I have an entire robot body and nobody cares. Yeah, I, I am just picturing Cyrus as like, yeah, with socks and sandals on the beach, trying oh, not to get no. sand into his leg. <laughs> yep, yep, socks and a sandal on his prosthetic leg. Yep. Uh, he yeah. had, oh dear. He had, he had to get one sandal larger than the other so he could fit it over like the boot that's already on the on the leg. <laughs> but he he did it. Darn it, he did it. Hawaiian shit. No, no, and no, no, no. He has a separate leg for casual. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's got a skin on it. It has a, it has a Hawaiian print on it. This no, is not kids. where I wanted this to go. <laughs> I never wanted this. I, never I just this. wanted to build a deck. <laughs> just um, wanted to build a deck with galvanized nails <laughs> and redwood. <laughs> Instead, I got murder. <laughs> Why is it always murder? <laughs> Can I get four robot legs? No, you get none. No. <laughs> Stick all your leggies out real far. No, no. you'll become some sort of crazy octopus. <laughs> no, quadrupus. I'd only be a sectopus. What? But you have six you legs have and six two legs? arms. <laughs> no, because I'd have two arms and four legs. No, you get, you wanted four legs oh, in addition to your oh. human legs. You have four oh, robot legs. Oh, then I am an octopus. Two regular legs and two regular arms. <laughs> I've, I've lost track of how many limbs Nereal has. <laughs> that really weird Little Mermaid comic. Nereal needs legs. Eight legs, seven so I made a silly bet with Tumblr that I would eat a durian if Cyrus was still alive because durians smell like rotting corpses, which is what Cyrus was, I thought at the time. Um, I am pleased. I am pleased to say that I'm wrong. Neri, if, if when you bring the durian into your house um, and you unwrap it, you should turn off all the lights so it's very dark and you have to hold your breath. Hey! hey. <laughs> 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.